Today we have the second part of our talk with Gina Riley in which we talk about four ways to tank your interview. And I know that we talk about four, but, uh, you know, the, there's actually quite a few more that we can complain. I, I, I mean, talk about, that we can talk about. But if you haven't listened to the first part, then make sure that you check it out because there are lots of great info on there, including what I think is the worst thing that you can do in an interview. So I hope you enjoy this second parter. And if you are guilty of doing any of these things in your interview, then make sure you learn how you can stop doing them. So the next one, the third one, is not doing enough research. So Gina, what does that mean, not doing enough research? A lot of candidates fall in the trap of only going to a company website, lifting off of the pages, the values and the corporate culture language, and they don't internalize some of the things you know, for themselves and relate it to their own values or, you know, how they operate in a culture. That's one. The second thing, especially at the leadership level, is is there is plenty of research you can do beyond the company website. You can be looking up investor reports. You can be looking up things that you can Google what's happening in the news. You can Google the key players and see what the key players are saying publicly about the company. You can go to LinkedIn and look at what some of the employees are saying about, you know, the products and services of the company. And you can also look at the competition and see where that company is situated against the competition and how you might be able to add value. So one way to inject, you know, your emotional intelligence, if you will, into this whole process is being prepared to have a conversation that is two way. And you can ask questions and probe deeply about the unique challenges that company's facing based on your research, checking your assumptions, asking, asking them about what the future of the company is, you know, is, you know, where are they heading? So let me ask you this, Gina, like, is there a point where it becomes too much research and then you're starting to kind of be like a fanboy or a fangirl and you, you cross that line and where would that line be if there is one? Gosh, I haven't seen that in my career. Um, what I would say is for especially the early career folks, but anybody who's in the job search journey is you don't need to do a ton of research when you apply and, and initially look for decision makers to get, you know, your candidacy in front of the right people. Because until you get to the interview stages, you don't want to burn a lot of your time doing too much research. Um, I haven't seen people cross the line into being, you know, overly enthusiastic. I'm trying to think if I have maybe maybe for like a big brand, like if it's like a big winemaker and they really want this one job because they're such a fan of the wine brand, for example, I guess it could get a little funny. Um, but for the most part, what we want to see out of people is that there's some good, intelligent market research that they've done. Yeah, that and that's great. And you know what? If you were to go back to your example, I think it would be a little strange if maybe they asked, "Do you drink? Do you drink your product on the job?" And if is that allowed? <laughs> Let's go to the the last one. So the last one that we have is not selling your unique value proposition. So what does that mean, Gina? Sure. So the unique value proposition is really why you. You know, and and we ask ourselves, well, why me? Why? What would I say to that? 
So a lot of times when people are asked about their superpower or, you know, what is that unique value proposition that you have? What will you bring to the company? A lot of times people default to saying more skill related things like I know how to build strong teams. I am a problem solver. I am a storyteller. All of these things are the what people know how to do. That's a skill based thing to talk about. But twist this on its head and let's look at what the why of what you do, which points to your values. What do you value? How does that show up in your work? And then um, the how you do what you do and the how you do what you do comes from your natural talents or strengths, which I use StrengthsFinder to help my clients unpack what that what the language is around the how. How do they do what they do? That's that's interesting, right? You're going from what to how. Now, Gina, would you be able to give an example of how you can uh, answer something like this? Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll use I'll use my own um, top three strengths out of my top five. I may use four. We'll see. Um, so if someone was to ask me about my unique value proposition, what I would be sharing with them, and I work primarily with leadership level coaching clients who are in career transition. So what I would say is I activate, I move my candidates forward through my superpower of activator from StrengthsFinder. So that means I have the natural propensity to be that spark, that initiation of people and their movement from not only myself, but I get other people moving. Um, I do this with extreme focus. So activator and focus are two of the most rare strengths out of the 34 on StrengthsFinder. As determined by social science, it's over 33 million people have taken StrengthsFinder. So I have activator and focus, and I, I have the ability to keep people very hyper-focused on the things they most need to do to move their job search forward. And my third strength, my favorite, is individualization. Um, I can truly customize my approach and, and my method because I see each person as a distinct individual. And so I can customize and tailor what I do so that they get the best outcome for them based on their background, their experiences, et cetera. And I do all of this and really help them show up and, and show themselves as a significant um, authority in in their industry, in their space. And so that's my fourth strength is is significance, which I can really help them amplify their best selves. So I'm an activator who gets people moving and focused so that they get momentum in their job search. Oh, and I really like that answer because if I was an interviewer, then I would be thinking, you know, this is how she would be fitting with the team and with the company. And it doesn't really leave any questions. You're showing me, you're telling me exactly what I'm looking for. And it makes it that much easier for the interviewer to picture you in this position. So I like how you're talking about how you do what you do rather than saying what you do, because it's essentially giving them what they want to know. Those are four main ways that you can tank your interview, first of all. That's that's great. Those are very interesting. And you know what? There's lots more other ones that you, we could probably talk about. But those are four really big concerns that at least I had and I'm sure you had. So we talked about rambling not being prepared, not doing your research, and not selling your unique value proposition. But Gina, you did talk a little bit about StrengthsFinder. 
And this is something that's on your website. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do, how people could get in contact with you, and maybe a little bit more about StrengthsFinder as well. Oh, I'm happy to. So um, I use StrengthsFinder within the construct of a career profile assessment called the UMAP, Y-O-U-M-A-P. And the cool thing about this tool, which won, won a Career Innovator Award in 2020, is it's a holistic tool where you get your top five strengths from StrengthsFinder, which explains how we do what we do. It gives us a second assessment of our values, which is why we do what we do. The third assessment is a skills assessment that showcases the skills that motivate us and the ones that burn us out. So it's not a skills assessment on whether or not you're good at the skill, you're assessing what you like to do the most. Um, and then the fourth assessment is a careers-related personality assessment called the Holland. So when you look at all of these four components, those are the four aspects or pillars of career satisfaction. And so I'm using that tool to help people unpack the language they need to show up as their best selves in interview situations and when they're telling their stories. So back to your question on StrengthsFinder, 33 million people have taken it all around the world. Um, it's been translated into languages all around the world and it's the top 34 natural talents that are universal. And they're broken up into um, you know, different quadrants and four different themes. So, you know, are you a relater? Are you someone that executes well? Are you, you know, all of these different themes? Are you, are you a deep thinker? This, what's really cool is when you get your top five strengths back, it, it helps us understand that we are one in 33 million people with that unique combination of strengths. When you tack onto it, those, those top values that underpin your why, it's a very powerful set of stories that you can start to build for yourself. Mm, wow. So then if somebody wants to try this out or learn a little bit more about it, where can they go to? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm a, I am a certified UMAP coach. Um, so, you know, I, I help people do the assess going through that assessment process. Um, people can do it on their own and it's actually very affordable. It's 129. You go to the myumap.com website. You could totally take that on your own. You can buy the book. You can get it free on Kindle if you do that. Um, as for me, you know, people can find me at GinaReillyConsulting.com. And I think really my best offering is um, a free offering at the top of my website with a green button. People can download a, a free uh, webinar that they can watch the, you know, me talk about the moving parts to career transition success. It comes with a printable workbook and you can start making a career transition plan based on the things that I outline in that video. Wow, that's a that's a great offering. You can't get better than free. So everybody make sure that you do check those out. We'll have those links in the show notes. But Gina, thank you so much for joining us today. I love those points, love the things that you talked about, and we really appreciate that you're with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today on the offer letter. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can get the latest episodes. My name is Michael Manzano and join us next time as we decode another interview question so you can get your offer letter.